fun stuff. Enough about me, let's talk about you. That's why you're here. Uh, what do you guys think when you see that? Wow. Wow, awesome. Yeah. Did a couple things. Um, again, you probably think I'm talking about me, but I'm really talking about you. Is it better to tell somebody what you've done or show somebody what you've done? We're gonna talk a little bit more about this later on, but you gotta know this, when people first meet you, they are thinking a question. They maybe even might quite literally ask you a question. It's only a two-word question. It could be happening subconsciously, it could be happening consciously, but everybody wants to know the answer to this question. Here it is. Why you? Why you and not somebody else? Why you and not something else? Why you and not nothing at all? You have to have a very powerful answer to that question, why you? Why should they read your book? Why should they watch your show? Why should they donate to your organization? Why should they book you to speak on your stage? Why? Why you? Think about that. Do you have a good answer to that? That's where the branding comes in. That's where the elevator speeches come in. That's where a little bit of role playing, a little bit of practicing, that's where the slogans come in, the tie downs come in. This is really important stuff. We're gonna talk about changing the world, we're gonna talk about creating a movement, but at the end of the day, there's kind of this nasty word that, that people don't like to talk about. Anybody know what the nasty word is? It starts with S. Sales, sales. I don't really call it sales, but that's probably the universal term. I kinda of call it enrolling. You gotta enroll people. You gotta get people to go along with your vision, your idea, your dream, your thought, your process. You with me? Okay, now. I'm looking around the room. You guys are all pretty advanced. Raise your hand if you think you're advanced. Raise your hand if you're scared to say you're advanced. <laughs> raise your hand if you don't want us to think you're advanced, but you really are. <laughs> how many people here just don't raise their hand no matter how many times we, okay, <laughs> with you on that. But we're gonna get advanced here a little bit. Um, there's, there's cliches, right? There's idioms, right? Uh, everybody says, there's all these success things, right? A lot of stuff on Facebook, memes, okay? But I wanna go deeper than that. Who here wants to come deeper with me? Deeper? Okay, here we go. I'm gonna teach you some things that are gonna sort of challenge uh, what you know, uh, maybe even some of the things what people already said, because on the surface, some things that you hear are true, but are they true in every scenario? Are they true in every situation? Now, poor Steve Cypress over here, this, this fine gentleman, he's heard me talk about this about 12, 13 times, so I know that you're not gonna listen a whole lot, Steve, I feel sorry for you. If you need to take a business call or work on anything else, I'm sorry, because you've heard this before, okay? But don't you think they should hear this? Is this good stuff? That's why I heard it 13 times. <laughs> good answer, Steve, good answer, good answer. So I'm gonna tell you guys some things, all right? I'm gonna tell you guys some things. Let's see if you can kind of keep up with me. Let's see if we can kind of wade in the deep end here. Some of you guys are already in the deep end and I'm catching up with you. Some of you, I'm gonna take you out of the shallow end of the deep end. First truth I'm gonna tell you, ready? Finishing is happiness. What is finishing? Happiness. Happiness, finishing is happiness. You want more happiness in your life? Finish that book. You want more happiness? Finish that 5013C. If you want more happiness, finish raising that capital. Finish putting up that website. You want more happiness? Finish putting on that event. Finish laying down that album. Finishing is happiness. Finishing is what? Happiness. All right, you're all with me. Here we go. Second one, it's gonna to start to get a little more complicated from here. Quitting is the secret art of winning. Quitting is the secret art of winning. Quitting is the secret art of what? Winning. Quitting is the secret art of winning. How many people aren't so sure? You're like, you want to believe me, but you're not so sure. 
Yeah, there's a few of you. Okay, we've got some honest people here in the room. Oprah Winfrey, she was in radio. She could have stayed in radio. She could have said, I'm going to be the best radio show host there ever was. I'm going to own the radio airways. I'm going to own the radio network. No one's going to make as much money in radio. But she didn't. She quit radio. She went into television. Now she has her own network, and she's considered one of the most influential people in the world. It used to be the Oprah Winfrey show. Then it was Oprah. Now she only needs a letter. It's O. That's all she needs is a letter. Right? Oprah's a quitter. Bet you didn't know that, did you? Michael Jordan, he was actually playing the game of baseball, right? Had a parent that died playing baseball, and he wasn't doing so good in baseball. And he could have said, you know, I'm going to stick it out in baseball. I'm going to be just as good in baseball as I was in basketball. I'm going to be an all-star in baseball. I'm going to win awards in baseball. But he didn't. He quit baseball. He went back to basketball. He won three more NBA championships, is now considered one of the best basketball players of all time. Michael Jordan is a quitter. Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres, she was an actress, right? She was a comedian, but she wasn't getting the role she wanted. She wasn't getting the part she wanted. She quit doing that. She became a talk show host, which, by the way, in Hollywood, that's like here, okay? But she became a talk show host. Now she's winning more Emmys than Oprah Winfrey is. She has a greater following. She has a greater pull. Ellen DeGeneres, she's a quitter. So many of you guys get beat up with these cliches of never quit, never say die, three feet from gold, just keep going, just keep going. Guys, sometimes the best thing you could ever do is quit. There's an art to quitting. There's a science to quitting. Yes, for fun, I put on a teen entrepreneur summer camp. And I love to really freak out the parents when they drop off their teens for a week. And I say, don't worry, I'm going to make your kid the best quitter you've ever seen. They look at me a little, a little funny at first, right? So now what's the problem with the two things I just told you? I just told you finishing is happiness and quitting is the secret art of winning. What's the problem with what I just told you? Yeah, they, they conflict. They compete with each other, right? So I wrote a book called From Invisible to Invincible. And if I had to sum that book up, it's a lot about wisdom. And the wisdom starts like this, knowing what truth has greater value. The start of wisdom is knowing what truth has the greatest value. You should write that down. The start of wisdom is know which truth has the greatest value. I've got to work with some very successful people, uh, PR campaigns, events, uh, books. Uh, yes, we've represented a lot of celebrities, like Allison joked around about. I don't talk a lot about the celebrities. Why might it hurt me to go around to a lot of events like this and talk about the celebrities I helped? How might that hurt me? No one can relate to that. I know the way the brain works. And that's what you've got to start to understand, too. You want to enroll people. We have to understand how people think, how people make decisions. Okay? Is it more impressive for me to tell you about the work that I've done for Paul Stanley of KISS and his book and his restaurants and PR and stuff like that through my PR team? Or to tell you what Allison Larson did, mother of four from 5,000 population star Idaho, going from zero to hero, having only a couple thousand people or a couple hundred people, now to a couple million people. Which one is more relatable to you? Right? So think about that. I've gotten to work with some great people, and we can talk about some of those great people, but what I've found is it isn't any particular one attribute that makes them great. Someone might say courageous, one person might say they're driven. Yeah, all those things are great, but you know what they really are? They're brilliant decision makers. Steve Jobs, he had success in multiple industries, multiple companies, multiple decades, multiple economies. How does somebody do that? 
they have to be a brilliant decision maker. They have to look at what's in front of them at any given time and pick the decision, pick the option, pick the way, pick the method that is the most powerful at any given time. Okay? The most successful people, they have a very high percentage of making the best decision possible at all times. Does that mean that they always make the best decision? No, but it's a probability. It's a likelihood. So ask yourself this, what is your decision-making matrix? Is it broken at times? <laughs> is it lost at times? Do you struggle sometimes to figure out, well, how do I apply that? Nothing could be more important than to figure out a good decision-making matrix to figure out which truth has the most value at any given time. You ladies glad you moved up here? Yeah. It's much better here, isn't it? Look at this view. Someone left this pure, beautiful, perfect table right here open. I'm going to give some things away, and you're going to be really happy that you're right here. You're just, you're, you're, you've really positioned yourself for life. Uh, who here would like to remember more of what's taught today, tomorrow? Want me to improve your memory? Okay. Uh, I need to teach you a little bit about how the brain works. Now, before I do that, I want to keep going with this sort of advanced theme here, because I, I, you guys are very experienced people here. You guys are all wildly successful in your own way. And, and I really mean that. I'm not, I'm not just trying to butter you up. Well, I mean, I'm trying to butter you up a little bit here. But for the most part, I really mean that. As I'm looking at you guys and what you guys have done and what you've accomplished and people are sending me their bios and... You guys would be shocked if you'd seen. I mean, probably a third of this room has all been on major television. There's probably a quarter of this room that's all done seven figures. You know, there's probably more than half of this room that are a speaker or have written a book. How many people have you already written a book here? How many people have a book? How many people have more than one book? How many people thought about writing a book already today? <laughs> How many people have more than one book idea? <laughs> Who has ever had their own radio show before of any shape or form? How many people here have ever been on cable TV or any type of TV before? Okay. How many people are speakers here? How many people have spoke on a stage in the last two months? You guys see what I'm talking about? You guys are advanced. Okay. <laughs> so let's keep up with the advanced stuff here. So uh, in order for you to help remember more, I've got to teach you a little bit about how your brain works. And here's what you've got to know. When you're first born, okay, when you're, you're a baby, you're a toddler, the inside of your brain is like rolling hills of tall green grass. Tall green what? Grass. Okay, tall green grass. And when you're first learning how to make things happen, you cry, you talk, you do things to get people to respond to you in life, okay? You're going somewhere in your brain. You're going somewhere, okay? Now, who here has ever walked in tall green grass before? Right? It's kind of like you're kicking into it, right? You're kind of kicking into it. It's hard to run. You might even do this thing where you kind of kick up your legs. I'm not as flexible as I used to be, but you kind of kick up your legs. So it's kind of hard. But what happens after you keep going over the same grass over and over again? Yeah, you blaze a trail. You create a path, right? So as time goes on, when you figure out a faster way to get somewhere in your brain and make it happen, do you automatically go there or are you more likely to continue to take the path of least resistance? Path of least resistance, right? That's why they have another one of these cliches or, you know, sayings. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, right? Because we're just so, the older we get, the more that trail is blazed and the easier it is for us just to kind of go to what we know, okay? 
So I'm going to help you blaze new trails faster. Okay? When you learn something new, there's some things that happen in your brain, and I'm going to help you ha have those things happen more on purpose. Are you ready for me? How many people here are still with me? Have I lost anybody on the brain stuff? Okay, it's all right if you have. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody next to you will explain it to you more at the break. I'm just teasing. I think you guys all got it here. So what's, tell me what the definition of an epiphany is. This is going to be important in understanding how to remember. What's an epiphany? How would you define an epiphany? A sudden realization, an aha moment. Awareness. Awareness. Awakening. Awakening. I like it. Revelation. Revelation. Yeah, the word I like is breakthrough. Breakthrough. Today, I'm not working for any money or anything like that up here. I am working for breakthroughs. What am I working for? I'm going to judge my success by how many breakthroughs you have. What am I going to judge it by? Yeah, just say breakthroughs. Good. Yeah, we're looking for breakthroughs, right? And I might even reward some breakthroughs here. Okay, but here's the thing. You are 10 times as likely to remember that breakthrough, that epiphany, is if you say the word breakthrough out loud. When you engage the brain to the mouth and say breakthrough. If you're sitting here processing that and you're going, wow, quitting is the secret art of winning. Secret, wow, that's, that's a breakthrough. Say breakthrough. What are you going to say? If you say breakthrough, now all of a sudden you're going to remember. You're going to be 10 times as likely to remember. This is the secret. This is just one of the secrets here, okay? So I'm going to help you do that. I'm even going to reward you for some of those breakthroughs. Um, now, will I reward everyone for every breakthrough that they have? Yes. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> does the real world, does life reward you for every breakthrough you ever have? No. No. If, you, if it did, you would, you know, you could be seven, eight, nine years old. You'd never do anything wrong again. You're like, I got this thing figured out, right? The truth is, is that, you know, some rewards don't come now. Some rewards don't come next week, next month. I hope some of you are comfortable with me saying that some rewards aren't even going to come in this life. You know, they're, they're going to come, they're going to come a whole nother time, right? But they will come. So I am going to give some things out here. Um, one of the things that I got is I've got this, um, this book, Cracking the Icon Code. Uh, I've written a bunch of books. This is probably one of the books that's done the best. It's all about how to become an icon in your industry. It's all about influence, credibility, exposure. Ask yourself this. Would you make more money if you had more influence? Would you make more money if you had more credibility? Would you make more money if you had more influence? How about more exposure? How about more credibility? I'm repeating them again. Say it out loud. Yes. I mean, not for everybody. These is going to seem like, a, ooh, somebody's on to something here. Here, give her a book. Um, <laughs> by, by the way, these are not loaded questions. There are, no, I'm being very serious here for just a second. Uh, there are people who you can sit behind your computer and you can sell widgets. No one ever needs to know who you are. You can own a manufacturing company. You can have an industrial company. You can sell some kind of product in some kind of warehouse. It, it doesn't matter really who you are, okay? But for a lot of you guys here who are speakers and authors and experts, guess what? You're in the advice business. You're making money or raising money off the advice you're giving. People are buying you as much as they're buying anything else. Okay? They're buying you as much as buying anything else. You should be very aware of your level of influence, credibility, and exposure. And that's what my whole business is about, Icon Builder Media. That's what we do. We help you write the book so you're more influential and credible. We help you get on TV so you're more influential and credible and get that exposure. We book you to speak on stages. We help you do your branding. We create your website. Those are all things we do. Why? So that you have a great answer to the question, why you? 
David, why you? Well, gee, you know, I won the award Entrepreneur Educator of the Year from Infusionsoft. They gave it to me in an NBA basketball game. Why you, David? Well, I write a column for the Beverly Hills Times Magazine. Why you, David? I had a client who was so happy with it, he gave me a Lexus. I got a whole video of it, of a testimonial. David, why you? Well, I've been on every TV show. I've been on the Today Show. I've been on Neil Cavuto. I've been Fox and Friends. I've been on the Doctor Show. Heck, I've even been on the Today Show in Australia. Am I bragging? No, I'm applying for a job. <laughs> I want to be your publicist. I want to be your marketer. I want to be your publisher, right? I need to tell you why you. Some of you guys have what I call the humble myth, right? You think that as long as you're humble and you pay your dues and you're good at what you do, that someday, you know, the world's just going to reward you for that. That's a fast way to have really skinny children, okay? <laughs> It just doesn't work for a lot of people. Okay? You've you got to be willing to say, why you? You've got to be willing to say, why you? And you've got to know how to say it so that you don't sound like you're bragging. That's the beauty of it. Social proof. Okay? I'm not saying how great I am. I'm saying how somebody else thought how great I am. That's why I'm telling you about the testimonials. That's why I'm telling you about people who gave me an award. That's why I'm telling you about TV shows that have had me on. That's why I'm telling you about. That's why I'm telling you about. That's why I'm telling you about. It's not me. I'm not saying that to you. You shouldn't be saying that to other people. I'm saying you should get some superpowers through your social proof. You should know how to leverage those things. You should know how to say why you. Breakthrough. There it is. Oh, my goodness. Whew. What time is it? <laughs> What's the real time? 10.50? 10.50. Okay. Am I ahead of schedule? I don't know, 10.50, I've only had two breakthroughs up here. I'm sweating up here. We only had two breakthroughs. I've got to take it up a notch here. Yeah, i got a couple more. Uh, who here would be interested in, in a book? Someone be interested in a book? Me. Yeah. Ooh, there's an action taker. You're going to take it? Or? Guys, a lot of you guys are waiting around. You should take what you want. You're still kind of, oh, there we go. Give him a big round of applause here. Yeah, you got to... Yeah, don't, don't sit down. I mean, get up. Let's, let's get what you want here. Um, guys, you've got to create stuff that people want, all right? We're in the business of making people want. Good marketing makes people want, okay? A good reputation, a good brand makes people want. You know, you want to be an icon in your industry. You want to give, serve, share. And you've got to have something that people want. Are you strategically giving? Are you strategically serving? Are you strategically sharing? Icons have fans. Who here wants fans? I bet you guys already have some fans. How many people here have some fans? Right? Harley Davidson has such devout fans that they literally tattoo their bodies with their logo. Anybody here have fans tattooing their bodies with your logo? No, not yet. <laughs> I had one woman take a permanent marker and write on her arm icon. It was, it was a nice gesture. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Guys, so I don't want to leave you hanging on this quitting thing because we're talking about advanced stuff. Uh, quitting is really a problem, and there is a right way to quit. Who here would like to know the right way to quit? Okay, very important. The reason why quitting goes wrong for so many people is because they quit in the heat of the moment, right? They have a bad conversation, they quit. They have a bad day, they quit. They have a bad week, they quit. They have a bad month, they quit, okay? That's not the way to do it. Here's what you gotta do. When you start something new, you gotta say, I'm gonna do this for three months. I'm gonna do this for six months. I'm gonna do this for nine months. I'm gonna do this for a year. Most business things, I wouldn't commit to more than a year. 
Most people, they're so much about long-term goals. What's your five-year goal? What's your seven-year goal? What's your 10-year goal? I'm not really a big believer in that. That's one of the things that messes up a lot of entrepreneurs early on. You, you got a seven-figure, eight-figure company. Sure, you got to know pretty far out what you want to do. But a lot of you guys are starting out and getting going, and you're in the six-figure range, maybe the seven-figure range. You know that you want to change lives five years from now. You know that you want to give to the world. You know that you want to serve people. Great, fine. Okay, but don't lock yourself into these things so long, right? Quitting is the secret art of winning. But here's the right way to quit. You gotta pick a time frame. If I say I'm gonna do this for 12 months, that means on the 365th day at 11.59 p.m. at night, I am still sweating, bleeding, eating, drinking my business. Everything I can possibly do. But when that clock clicks 12, I'm gonna take a step back. I'm gonna look at this and go, okay, is there something better I can do with my time? Is there someone better I should be working with? Is there a better way to monetize my knowledge and my experiences? It's crazy. I mean, it's just right down crazy how many people have better things that come along but because it's been so ingrained to them as a kid don't quit don't give up never say die there's that fear there of I can't do it what will people think of me right I'll let all these people down guys quitting is the secret art of winning okay if there's only one thing that you wrote down today I would be okay if it was I need to quit more stuff but you need to quit the right way There we go. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that should be that should be a breakthrough for some of you guys there. Yeah, if I start to fall forward, I'm kind of waiting for it and I've never actually hit the ground, but you know, guys, you're <laughs> he was waiting. Guys, so quitting is a secret art of winning. Right now, decide how much longer should you give the things you're trying in your life. Okay? Right? And I'm not talking about marriage. I got people coming, David, you're talking about quitting your marriage. No, I'm not saying that. Okay? Maybe there are some things. You have some spiritual beliefs. I'm not asking you to quit those. Right? You have some personal things in your life. I'm not asking you to quit those. But the business things, the business things in your life, don't tie yourself down. Now, here's what most entrepreneurs forget. In order for something new to live, something old must die. Does anybody in here have so much extra time in their lives they just don't know what to do with it? No. So what that means is you're already busy. So if you're already busy, can you just go and add one more thing to your life? No. You're gonna have to give something else up if you're gonna do it well, if you're gonna do it right, right? This is the decision making. What am I gonna give up? What am I gonna kill so this might live? This is the decision-making I'm talking about. This is the decision-making matrix. This is why you need that coach. This is why you need that mentor. This is why you need to be in pursuit of wisdom, not knowledge, right? There's another myth for you. That's, that's another uh, casual cliche. Knowledge is power. Well, that's, that's nice. It makes you feel good when you're in the 12th grade or something. I don't know, okay? But that's not true. Knowledge is just knowledge. You want knowledge? Go on the internet. You have more knowledge you ever know what to do with, right? Wisdom. <laughs> wisdom, that's what we're in search of. Wisdom is power. Knowledge is just knowledge. Wisdom is power. Write that down. Wisdom is power. And the start of wisdom is knowing which truth has the greatest value. Very good. Very good. Good? We know we need to finish. We know there's times we need to quit. We're talking about breakthroughs here. Wheels turning. Things happening. Breakthroughs. Now, I hope you guys are writing this down because I'm going to ask you some questions later on and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some things away. I just want to give a bunch of stuff away. I want to give, serve, and share. Now, because you guys are so advanced, watch me here real carefully. Watch me here real carefully here. Okay, here we go.
Okay, I just stepped out of the presentation. The presentation is somewhere suspended over in time. We are no longer in the presentation, okay? It's just suspended in time. We're not in the presentation any longer. Guys, because you are so advanced, how many of you realize there's actually two presentations going on right now? One, what I'm saying to you. Two, how I'm saying it to you and how I'm delivering it to you. Are you getting that? If you're not getting that, start looking for that. What am I doing with my books? How am I saying things? How was I introduced? How am I, just think, I don't want to give it all away, but I want to invite you to get a little bit more out of this because I guarantee you the more advanced people here, they're seeing some things. And I can always tell because they got this little smirk on their face like, all right, I, okay, I get what you're doing here, right? Hey, there we go. So some of you guys are getting what this is all about here. Now, is it still genuine? I hope so. Is it still authentic? Absolutely. Anybody here think that I'm here to give, serve, and share? Absolutely. Here? Okay, good. Let me just kind of... Right back in the presentation here. Never missed a bit. It was just suspended in time for a second here. This is all good stuff. Okay, it was, wasn't it? You know, I want to give you a book. And, and when you compliment me, just speak up. Just speak up. Just, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I got all kinds of things in here. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're going to like that. Uh, if nothing else, you can put your coffee mug on it. You put your things. You can just, uh, some people, you know, flip the pages really quick and it kind of fans them. It has like a fanning effect. There's all kinds of uses. A multi-use book. All kinds of good stuff there. Who here has ever heard of J. Conrad Levinson? Who here has ever heard of guerrilla marketing? So J. Conrad Levinson created guerrilla marketing. That was my mentor. Uh, one of my uh, probably best mentors, uh, in many ways, just kind of like a father figure to me. Um, uh, I was the CEO of Guerrilla Marketing. Between me and J. Conrad Levinson, we sold about 23 million books in 62 languages around the world. J. Conrad Levinson, and we're going to come back to what I just said there in a second. J. Conrad Levinson really became famous by being the creative director at the Leo Burnett Ad Agency. And he created some of the most famous brands that still exist to this day. As a matter of fact, he holds the record, and has held it for a long time, for the most brands and most ads and most commercials that are running at any one given time. So he created Pillsbury Doughboy, Morris the Cat, Jolly Green Giant, Only Maytag Salesman, Die Hard Battery. So this is the guy that I got to learn from. There was actually a brand that he created. They came to him, and they said, hey, uh, this company is mostly geared towards women. We want it to be geared towards men. Uh, hey, right now we're 31st in the nation. Uh, you know, we want to obviously be much, much further up. And they created this whole campaign. After one year, they were still at 31. But they stuck with it. And within just a few short years, one out of every five of these sold in the world, which is still about what it is today, is this brand. He created Marlboro Man. Marble country. Now I'm not here to sell you cigarettes, and this was in a different day and age when cigarettes are a little bit different, okay? But these are the brands that he created. This is who I got to learn from. Who are you learning from? Right? Are we trying to figure everything out on our own? Like I'm not really a huge fan of college, right? We're gonna talk a little bit more about that later on. I don't think against it. I'm just saying it's not for everybody. Who here wants to get on more TV? Okay. I'm going to talk about this later on tonight. I'm going to do a VIP session. I opened it up to everybody if you didn't hear, but I'll be talking about media tonight, how do you get on TV, things like that. It's something I've done a lot of. At one point in time, I went a whole year where I averaged at least one TV appearance uh, every month for, for a whole year. 
But one of the things you want to do, very simple, is two steps. One, what's a belief of yours? Write that down. What's a belief of mine? Two, what's the most controversial way to say my belief? So I'm not very a huge fan of college, but that's not really very controversial. A lot of people aren't fans of, of college. I think college has kind of become big business, right? <laughs> you know, uh, if I had the success rate of most colleges, I would be sued and I'd be thrown in jail and I'd be put out of business. Okay, that's the success rate we're talking about in colleges. But, you know, you do need college for certain things. It's not for everyone. But that's not very controversial. So what I said was, I refuse to send my kids to college. I refuse to pay for my kids' college. I haven't saved one penny for my kids' college. And uh, so we talked to Neil Cavuto and some of the contacts we had at Foxworth. And they said, yeah, you really feel this way? And yeah, you know, I bought a sailboat. I own it free and clear. Uh, but I have no money saved for my kids' college education. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, we did this whole thing and did these interviews and whatever. And so that's some of the, the media clips you saw. You know, me on Fox and Friends in the morning. Me on Neil Cavuto. Uh, me on what's happening now, because I like to talk about entrepreneur education. Now, where most people go wrong is they don't understand that to get on television, it's not about an advertisement for you. It's about how you become relevant, a part of a conversation that's going on in a news media cycle. How do you become relevant in that? And one way is to come up with some very controversial uh, sayings and expressions. Who here thinks they'll be here tonight? Want to learn a little bit more about the media? Okay, we'll be doing that. It's fine. Huh? Eight o'clock after dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just for the VIPs and the original, a lot of my uh, clients are here. Uh, you know, Ross over here, we just finished his book. Uh, how many bestsellers did we get you in how many categories? Six, Six different bestsellers. So when you turned in your book in uh, manuscript, how long from that to us having it out? Four months, five months, four months? Four. So from us giving the stuff to the book done and bestseller, probably four or five months. You don't want to talk to the guy. What? Well, tonight, everybody can come. And if you ask me personally, I just met you, but I feel like you're a VIP. Okay. You're a VIP to me. Right. So come tonight. We'll talk about that. But, you, you know, it was originally, I have, a, you know, clients in here and people working on their books. But I, I wanted to open that up to all of you, just so you know. So I'm going to get into more of that later on. Um, right now, I'm just trying to get your wheels turning, right? I want you to get you thinking a little bit differently. You know, quitting is the secret art of winning. You know, breakthroughs. What do I need to do to stand out? How do I answer the question, why me? Are the wheels turning? Because that's my goal here, okay? I want you to see what I'm doing. I want you to see what some of the style is here. Now, where are we at on time? Because there's something special I want to do for someone? 11.03. How much time do I have left? Oh, perfect. Okay, so... Um, let me tell you a little bit about this event, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably share it a little bit more later, but this event got started with a client and friend of mine, uh, Steve Jennings. And uh, Steve Jennings came to me, and he had a story he wanted to tell, and the biggest part of that story wasn't that he just grew up so poor that they had trash can cuisine, that's what him and his brother called it, dumpster diving. Uh, it wasn't, that wasn't even the biggest stories of his life. When he was in his mid-20s, he was in a car wreck uh, in Europe. And the car wreck was so bad that when the paramedics showed up, they literally had to pick and choose who they were going to go to work on first. And because he looked so far gone, they didn't even go over near him. And, it was, and if it wasn't for the fact that they saw him just kind of twitch or flinch, I'm sure he would have been uh, dead right there on arrival. But they did see him twitch, and they went to work on him. They took him to the hospital. He woke up two weeks later, full body cast, neck brace, um, told he would never walk again. 
Um, and uh, this was kind of the beginning of the next part of his, his life. It took him 13 years to learn how to walk, a few more uh, years to really run and get athletic, but he went on to win not two, but three different silver medals in U.S. track and field, and that was Steve Jennings. Um, just uh, a little under a year ago, uh, he pulled off the side of a road. Um, somebody else had had a flat tire. He pulled off the side of the road. There's kind of some debate if he was there to help or what he did or why he pulled off. Well, another car came along and hit him and threw him probably about 30 feet. And so the hospital called me up, um, and uh, you know I was the first one to really get down there and help him find the family and everything else. But after about a month of really trying everything and kind of giving people time to sort of come to terms with it, um, they had to just kind of you know let him go. And uh, he wrote a book called uh, The Way of the Invincible Warrior. And he was the one who said, David, we should do this event. We're going to call it the Spirit Summit. We do all this stuff for business. And I was a mentor to him, but he was also a mentor to me. And uh, this guy was uh, in his 60s, and he was still in you know, the best shape of his life. Uh, the day I bought my sailboat, I called him up. I was like, hey, you've got to come down. I got, I got my sailboat. And it was something that was kind of a goal of mine. I shut down my Beverly Hills office. I said, I'm going to go buy a sailboat. And uh, I'm going to work off my sailboat. And we're going to do all these things. And so he came down there with me. And I'll never forget, it was kind of raining. And I'm happy. This is like four years ago. Uh, maybe five. And I'm kind of happy. And it's kind of raining. And Steve is watching me off in the distance. And so I get the keys that let me into where the slip is at. And it's way off over here. And he's waiting for me. It's raining. So, you know, he's a big time runner, U.S. track and field, still in brilliant shape. Uh, so I think it's kind of funny. So I'm going to run over to him. So I'm kind of jogging and I'm running faster and I'm in pretty good shape. And I can tell he's watching. So I'm kind of being funny and I'm, I'm running really quick. And I act like I'm going to go past, I'm going to come up to him. But I turn really quickly. I run all the way down to the end of the dock like I'm going to jump off into the water. But of course I stop and I turn around kind of silly and I start walking back to him. He's got this serious look on his face the whole time. And uh, I said, oh, I'm just being funny. He said, well, I was watching you run. And you've got a lot of work. <laughs> and any time you ever want to race, I'll throw down the gauntlet right now. I can take you. That's just the way, that's just the way Steve was. He's an amazing guy. And so we give out awards and we celebrate people who have that way of the invincible warrior, the, the way that people never give up. And later on, we're going to play a, a video, a short video montage that's him. And I share it at every event because he was a big part of, of creating this event and, and the spirit behind it. And uh, at the very first event, we gave out these awards to the way of the invincible uh, warrior, these, these people that just really led these lives, exemplary lives that just overcome huge challenges. Um, in the summer of last year, um, uh, we celebrated several people, some of which will, will, will be here, and so I'm going to save that for later. But today, I want to celebrate uh, somebody else. And Allison, will you bring, this, bring that award up here? I want to celebrate somebody else. Somebody that has that way of the invincible warrior. Somebody that has that never say die. Somebody that has um, that giving. Somebody that has just the spirit of service that just... It just, nothing would ever stop them. They would do it just for fun. They would do it just for a hobby. They would do it if nothing ever happened except for they helped one person in their entire life. And um, in a room like this, we've got some amazing people to choose from.
But there's definitely somebody who um, I've learned about over the last year, and I've had time uh, to, to spend with them. Matter of fact, um, every year we take some of our, our clients and some of our partners and we go on a cruise. And there's usually anywhere from about 50 to 100 of us on a cruise. And I even got some time to spend with her uh, on this cruise. And so um, because I know what an award can mean, because I know uh, what the celebration can help somebody accomplish, I always take time to do things like this. So this year's Spirit of Service Award for the Spirit Summit or the Invincible Warrior Award or the Spirit of Steve Jennings goes to Sherry Watson. It might be hard to get up there. Let's come down over here a second. No, you're amazing. Come stand over here in this group of people because there's a lot of people watching at home and I want them to see you in the midst of all these people here and everything. Sherry's going to be speaking tomorrow. Sorry for our backs to you. Um, you're going to want to hear her speak. Um, she's got a great story. Just really quickly, Sherry, um, I don't want to take anything away from tomorrow and we don't have a lot of time, but I want you to just kind of share what you kind of went through. You kind of have, have the story about what you had to overcome. I'm going to give you this mic and we're going to go back up here on stage. Um, go ahead. I'll, I'll help you. Better you help me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I will. I will. People. Yeah, I know you do. I, I, I we did I this. We did this. No, you, you do. Okay. I want you to wow. hold on to this while you're talking. Go ahead and give her one more round of applause. I learned the power of purpose, and listening to everyone this morning being so blessed to be a part of Allison and David's life and what they're doing was 20 I was 22 living the all-american dream and I'll share more tomorrow but my life changed within an instant I lost control of my life and destiny something that was so tragic turned so triumphant and I learned the gift that we're given, our purpose in life. And to take that and everything, surround yourself with people like David, like Allison. I've always had the best mentors, the best coaches that have really pushed me forward. And so I look forward to sharing tomorrow. But just share with them, though, because I, I want them to know um, uh, a little bit of prequel. So I want you to tell them like, what happened to you. Just like four or five seconds, but tell, but tell them what happened to you. I, I want a cliffhanger here. All right. But and stay tuned for the 10 o'clock <laughs> news, right? But you, <laughs> but, but you had a pretty horrendous accident. Yeah, I was my husband. We had two baby boys and living the American dream. And I was out riding my ATV three-wheeler. And he was home with the boys taking a nap. And within an instant, I had lost control of my life and destiny. I had sustained a head injury back in the days when they hadn't saved a lot of us. And we didn't have a definition yet. And I went through the journey of coma. I had to relearn how to walk, how to talk, how to swallow. It wasn't like the movies where you wake up and go, hey, I'm back. When you talk about Steve Jennings, Steve and I, this is very special, I didn't even know. Steve and I, 
shared many times together um, with Greg and at Secret Knock and shared our stories of how when you learn to take something like that and turn it into purpose and make a difference for others. And you saw issues and you saw problems and you ended up going to DC. Yeah, we led a movement, you guys. We started a lot of changes that you see around all the time right here like a lot of it came right here things that you see with people that might be laid handicapped or handy capable or it started right here with her going to dc and fixing some of these things that affects her own life so who here will be here tomorrow if you can yeah. to see her speak yes uh, you guys story you're going to want to come and talk to her she doesn't just have her own organization she literally helps other nonprofits and charities raise money she has a whole software program she has a whole list database people sign up with her so that they can duplicate her success in their nonprofit and charity. That's just one of her passions. Not only is she helping her own business, her own charity, her own nonprofit, but she's literally helping other people with theirs. How many people are here because of her? Yeah, absolutely. You got Sherry's table over here too. We got, yeah. You guys, we started with one nonprofit. 25 years ago and led 800 nonprofits around this country as businesses and people with disabilities led them. It wasn't us sitting back waiting for them to do it for us. And we created the Americans with Disabilities Act and watching this Olympics right now, man. Woo! And so now, you guys get to know our purpose pioneers. We have a mastermind. We're bringing together the top thought leaders and the nonprofit. Those that don't have nonprofits, we're helping them lead nonprofits now. And so get to know our purpose pioneers. We call ourselves that because we're trailblazing the pathway to social enterprise. So Thank tomorrow, I can't wait. This Thank is and can I do a photo, turn it around with everybody in the audience in the back? Yes, yes. but very quickly, very quickly. So, thank you. And get a look at our boats. Ready? Here. Three, two, cheese. Yes. And everybody put your arms up. Yay! Good, okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, good. Uh, somebody has my phone? Not like one of you, like someone who works for me? Or? <laughs> you have my phone, I can tell by Okay, great. Well, she doesn't really work for me, but she found my phone. Okay. You may not know this, but we are right on time, 11.15. We are exactly where we're supposed to be. How does that feel? How many... How many times do you go to an event where at 11.15 you're exactly where you need to be? Doesn't, doesn't happen too, too often, does it? I want to anchor some things. And what I mean by anchor some things is make sure that you remember things. And if you can't remember things, then you can't take action on things. If you can't take action on things, then nothing really changed in the first place. And what are we doing here? Right? This is too expensive for me to not have you get something out of this. And you understand that, right? How many people here got a special deal and got a free ticket? How many people here think that this is free to put on? <laughs> I'm just saying how it is, right? So my life's you know, gonna be fine. I, I know what I'm doing, right? So this is for you. My success is on your success. Are you having the breakthroughs? Do you know enough to take action? So here's what I wanna know. Who here has written down a note about some kind of breakthrough 
that you have had that you want to tell me right now? Tell me some. Make me feel good here. Show the audience that you're listening. Over here in the back, we're going to run some mics around here too as well. Well, she's going to walk slowly, I guess, not run. Um, I play basketball here for some time, so I know she can run. Go ahead. Share with me a breakthrough. Thank you, you know, according to Steve. Well, I can't run, but I'm, go I'm just flying. I'm telling you. Um, what Hold I, it real close to your mouth, okay? Uh, keep what, I, what I really learned is it absolutely takes everybody that's supporting you. And you have to support them because mm -hmm. I could not do this by myself yeah that's what I know so can we call that you have to surround yourself with good people absolutely we need lifters not leaners absolutely we need high profitability not high maintenance absolutely right? because I find that the people that aren't with you they'll start falling away and you end up with that core strength yeah. that's so amazing yeah. that's the best thing that could ever happen to you yeah thank you thank you big round of applause uh, Richard Kay and Veronica, we got here. We haven't had this person talk yet. Richard, go ahead and have have her share. Crystal. Yes, I learned uh, in this session, one of the most impactful uh, comments that you mentioned is that for something to live, something has to die. Yeah. And with all of the different decisions that need to be made, um, with all of the different businesses and ideas being a visionary, there's like too many visions. Yeah. So you, you have to be able yeah. to focus. Yeah. Let me uh, hammer that down for you here. If you could find just one more hour to be productive a day, might be killing something that isn't that productive or isn't that valuable. One more hour a day, that adds six weeks to your year. Two more hours a day, you just added three months, that's a fifth quarter. If you're worth $100,000 a year, you just gave yourself a $25,000 pay raise, either in cash or value or time or whatever. One more hour, six weeks. Two more hour, three months. Really quickly over here, Richard K., and then we gotta move on. I know where he is because he has his hat on now. Put my hat on, you can find me. Thank you, David. It's brilliant watching you fold social proof into your talk. So as you say, other people are endorsing you. You're not talking about how great you are. Thank you. Big Give round, a round for Richard. Applause. Um, Ross, why don't you come up here? Come up on stage here. You guys have been hearing about Ross. Give him a big round of applause here. So Ross, we're gonna give you a, a mic here as well. Can you bring him up a mic as well? Thank you. Hello, and, hello. Uh, I'm gonna have you stand up here. I'm gonna be down there. I'm gonna ask you some questions, but don't, don't follow me. You stay here, I'm going down there. Yes, sir. <laughs> Sometimes I look back and they're following me like, wait, no, you stay here. <laughs> Hey, that's what happens when you're a leader. They want to follow you. It's okay. I just want to look up to you. You're amazing, sir. Um, can I put you on the spot? Please. Can we talk about some tough things? Yeah, absolutely. Can I, do I have permission to interrupt you and redirect it as I see it best for the audience? Of course. Okay. Um, this is important, and it may be somewhat painful. By the way, guys... Your vulnerability and your pain sometimes is what's gonna get you the greatest power. You know that, right? So how do we turn that, that pain into power? Ross has done that, but, but let me kind of help him get a little bit of the journey here. Uh, what's the most money you ever think you spent on uh, coke, drugs, in, uh, in, the, in your greatest days of addiction? I, I, yeah. um, I don't know what the total is, but I know at the last six months of my using, I was an $1,800 a day spoon cooking crackhead. Just 
that's what it was and that's what I did yeah. to yeah. get to it. So doing that over... How many different uh, rehab clinics did you go to that didn't work? Uh, over eight. Eight and a half. I always say eight and a half. I went AWOL from one. Um, they wouldn't let me take a nap. How many years did you, did you try going to the rehab clinics? This is uh, probably over 10 years. Okay. Mostly drugs or also alcohol? A little alcohol. Drugs was my favorite. Drugs was your favorite. Yeah, alcohol yeah. was just there, but everybody's got their, yeah. you know, their, yeah. their flavor. Uh, so you'd go to the bar, sometimes high, you'd tell stories about how great you are. And Absolutely. Try to, try to press, make up crazy lies. The bartender at the Hyatt in Incline Village in Lake Tahoe, where I used to live, he said, man or woman that sits next to you, I cannot wait to hear what comes out of your mouth because regularly I either was so tired, like the look on my face, I was exhausted, and people would sit next to me at the hotel and they say, man, you look exhausted, are you okay? And I'm like, I just, you know, I just flew back from South America where I'm in the packaging business and I was hanging out in the Andes Mountains where they have the world's best trees that produce cardboard. I just tell people I was in the packaging business. I told people that I was an amateur bullfighter in downtown Reno at the livestock um, arena down there. I, you name it. I've. It's a good book. <laughs> it's a really good book. Um, I was just already a bestseller. Uh, the Doctor's Show recently mm. contacted. Getting ready to film probably for the Doctor's Show. Coming I know. Out. I just filmed two weeks ago for the Doctor's Show. We. Okay. Um, Do you know when that airs? Um, coming up in the next two weeks. Okay. They don't have the exact date yet, though. Okay. But we. Um, I scholarshiped a girl who was in treatment. Twenty-year-old um, young lady from Ohio. Yeah. Um, mentally, physically, verbally, everything abused. Um, she did five months in an inpatient program. I scholarshiped her for at least yeah. 90 days. Yeah. So tell us about, in the end, what are some of the... I, I know there's this myth about rock bottom, and maybe you want to talk about that myth, but what are some of the things that kind of changed you to, hey, i, I got to do something different here. i got to change something here. i got to, you know, maybe... What, what was that transition point for you? I think I wasn't here when I also talked about it before, but I, I own a treatment center, and the reason why I own a treatment center is because I've been to so many treatment centers, and I don't think that they work. Um, at all. Um, there's a 95% failure rate in our industry. Um, that's what happens. You send your loved one to a treatment center, the chances of them surviving are 5%, give or take. And where is your treatment center at? Los Angeles. Yeah, Los Angeles, California. Um, and so I got into this industry because I quickly noticed that um, everybody keeps telling you you have to hit rock bottom, and they're treating you with um, um, fundamentals that have been around for 50 plus years and have not changed. Um, this is something that kills over 300 people a day. So what I thought was is, First of all, we got to get rid of this idea that there's a rock bottom. I'm telling people that because it gets worse every single time. I went to jail on a Monday, and I also went to jail on a Wednesday of the same week. I thought Monday was bad, Wednesday got worse. It always can get worse. You can get divorced, and you think your life is bad. Guess what? The judge can take away your kids. Then you think it can't get any worse. Then your kids don't want to be with you. See where I'm kind of going with it? It always gets worse. So I like to educate families that this is there is no rock bottom. You got to have the right treatment, the right way to get into things, and that's what we try to do. I always believe in um, drug and alcohol treatment is not is a very intimate, private thing. Um, so I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one therapy. That's what I find. People need wins in this world. You don't go to a gym to just just join a gym to lose 20 pounds. You get a trainer to lose the 20 pounds. You help specifically. It's like pinpointing like bunker buster bombs. You go after it. It's not a carpet bombing issue. Um, where you just kind of hope for the best. This can be done very strategically and very dead on, and people are not doing it. Um, and we have a real problem in our industry. 
And one of the beliefs I think you have is that the world hasn't really caught up to is, you know, how much is it important when someone has an issue that they really have a program that really specializes? Isn't there a problem with a lot of addicts that are kind of going to the same place, but they're addicted to different things? It's it just as everything. I mean, you just don't go to a surgeon, you know, just any old surgeon for your, if your knee's blown out, you go to a knee surgeon. You have different specialties that are going on in your world. Drugs and alcohol are about this big of your problem. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got somebody in here that has a drug or an alcohol issue in their family, in their life. Everybody knows somebody. It's just like cancer. Everybody does. Yeah. But if you go to a treatment center, it's just you're not treating the drugs and alcohol. There's an underlying issue to why that goes on everywhere. But our society is just so addicted just to treating the topical surface of everything. Yeah. You've got to go underneath of it. You can take guns away from people, but you're still going to have crazy people. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you could take away spoons from people, but you're still going to have overeaters. The spoon's not the problem. Just because it's putting the food in your mouth, the spoon's not the problem. Right. It's all up here. We have to change that, and we are not equipped to do that and so that's that's what my goal is and that's what you've helped me do thank you uh how many how long clean and sober um over 10 years 10 and a half so, i'm proud of that so even after 10 years and everything you know all the cravings gone never have a problem never 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 tempt ever again no definitely not definitely not every time i go on a trip as i came here last night it comes into my head the weirdest thing. Just because you lose 20 pounds, it's just like e- eating's the best way to put this towards because everybody's tried to lose some weight at some point in their entire life. It's the best way I can always put it, especially families that don't get it. Just because you lose 20 pounds or you want to lose 20 pounds doesn't mean cheeseburgers and ice cream are never, ever, ever going to taste good again. Like, you'll never, ever want one. Like, you walk, dry, you know, drive by a 31 flavors and you don't think about what goes on inside that place, you know? It's just, just because I don't drink anymore doesn't mean that Pabst Blue Ribbon doesn't taste good to me anymore. I like that. Yeah. Um, you, you have to be very realistic about it. But this is not a physical problem for me. This is an emotional thing. Emotional sobriety. That is everything in this world. Because you are going to have an old... It's just like an old boyfriend or girlfriend. You have an old feeling. And what is that? It's an emotion. You need to get in control of your emotions. Yeah. Otherwise, to, nothing in this world Important for works. you to know that Ross is, is not a doctor. He's not a part of the government. He's not a part of the system. He's not a part. He's, this is him and his experiences and his journey that he went out and turned around. When everyone else said, you can't do it, you shouldn't do it, you have no right to do it, you're not educated about it, and yet he created his own program, his own rehabilitation clinic. It's been around for how many years now? Uh, over six. Over six years now. How many people do you think have come through there with some... Actually, I know what it is. It's um, um, thirty-one, a little over thirty-one hundred. We just redid our census for the last six years, um, um, about two weeks ago. It's a little over thirty-one hundred people. So Ross flew in from California to be here with you today. He's a great resource. You want to know what's going on, the issues. You want to know how to help people. You want to know how uh, things have changed. You want to know how you can get money and how you once could get money that you can't get any money anymore. And you know the different ways to help people. I know some of you have raised your hand and had questions. I apologize. We don't have time to do that now, but we. We will have some more speed networking later. There will be times to talk more at lunch. Um, I'm doing a VIP lunch that I'll tell you about a little bit later. Some of my clients and some of uh, th- these people like Ross will be there at that. And if you want to be a part of that, there's a, there's a small group that I'm going to kind of make him available to. But big round of applause for Ross here. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. Thank you.
Tasha, I mean, uh, Casey Taylor. Sorry. I looked at Tasha over there and then I looked over. I hung out with Tasha last night. Casey Taylor, come on down. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> See, look, I'm, 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 not even, I'm not even making it up. Come on over awesome. here. All right. Uh, all right, so. You guys like this? A lot of introductions, just kind of quick people. We, get, we go fast. You're seeing a lot of people. Good? Yeah. Well, too bad. This is what we're going to do. So, I mean, <laughs> so a few of you like it. Okay, good. Um, so, can we embarrass you as well? I usually yeah, always absolutely. ask for permission absolutely. and stuff like that. Okay, so um, I'll have Casey maybe expand on her you know, overall uh, career, but she's probably most famous right now for being on a TV show called Scandal, ABC's hit TV show called Scandal. Have you ever seen that show or heard of that show, right? So she, she's one of the actresses on that show. A matter of fact, on her way out here last night, I was like, actually, are we allowed to talk about that? Sometimes we... I, I will. I will, t I will okay. do it appropriately. Okay, I'll let you do it appropriately later on. Yes, I'll tell um, you in a second. <laughs> sometimes we know things, and they are showing us um, But the reason why I brought Casey out here is not, not because of her success, um, not because of the great actress she is and her accomplishments. Those are all great. But what you got to know about Casey is she has an amazing heart. Uh, she is that person I'm talking about of giving, sharing, serving. And uh, I'm not going to steal her thunder, but she has an amazing story that now she's taken around to young people everywhere. And she regularly goes out and speaks about, you know, some things that have become a real issue and a real problem. And uh, maybe just really quickly share a little bit about your journey kind of growing up and now how you're sharing that with, with young okay. people. Okay. Um, give me permission to interrupt you. Yes, I, I, that's okay, fine. Okay, uh, well, to give you like a really quick, like 30 second nutshell of what I've gone through, I was about 100, hev 100 pounds heavier as a child, um, and I went through a lot of bullying, um, unacceptance, and insecurities that led to an eating disorder and to anxiety, and through that, this feeling of trying to achieve this perfectionism, which I call the perfection syndrome. And then after going through that, I went through a divorce through my church, and then I also had a spouse through that divorce. He was a, had his own addictions, and then from that divorce, I fell back into an eating disorder and went into depression, and then developed post-traumatic stress disorder, and basically almost found myself at death's door, and this was about six years ago. But I chose in this journey that I had and all of the afflictions and the difficulties and the challenges and the illnesses that I had in front of me, I chose not to let them define who I am because I think so many times in our lives, all we want to do is see our faults. We want to see what is wrong with us, like, oh, I'm the divorcee or, you know, oh, I'm married to this addict or I'm the person with the eating disorder or I'm this or I'm overweight or I'm acceptable or why, whatever that cliche is that we have found in our lives. But that is not who we are and that is not who defines us. What defines us is our strengths, our talents, the individual attributes and abilities that we have as, as people that make us who we are. And we have to let that define us. So I define myself as Casey and then all of the obstacles I've been through and yet all of the wonderful things and blessings that I have in my life, those are all just little nuggets of, and the pieces to the puzzle of what I am. And I think that that is such an important message that we have to put out there that it's not about what you are faced with, like uh, this gentleman Ross and his story, he did not let that define him and he turned it into a strength and he turned it into this ability to give back and to help others and what, there's 3,100 people that you guys have helped over the past six years and look what you have done. And that is what our life is about and it's about giving back and sharing. So let me, yeah, let me tag on a little bit. Um, 
there's something that's a problem that mm -hmm. I, I hate to admit that I, I almost don't believe it, or at least there was a point in time where I didn't believe it, and that was perfectionism. Really? Perfectionism? That's a problem? Like, that, that's your issue? Like, there's people with real problems here. Come on, guys. Perfectionism? But I'm telling you, how many people know of somebody that just has serious anxiety? Now, I'm not asking you to raise your hand about you, but knows somebody that has serious anxiety and perfectionism. They just constantly think about how they look and how they feel, and they just see something that just isn't there. And I think that's what, go ahead. Exactly, and it's like, even like, I, I could say maybe in like your religious beliefs, you're trying to find that perfectionism of the standard that, that you're attaining, or there's that perfectionism in your job, or by your looks, or what society is saying on Facebook and social media and all of these things. But when you really look down inside of it, there is no such thing as perfect. Yeah. And every single day, we have to look forward to just getting up and trying better and moving forward and, and just working on ourselves as our individuals, because there is no normal, there's no perfect like we talked about. And really what there is out there is is just a unique you and that's the only thing you need to strive for and so you need to focus on your strengths and your abilities and what you can give back but not only that is you need to be kind to yourself because we are so quick to be kind to everybody else and we're so quick to help other people and fill their glass and fill their needs but how many times a day do we turn around and say what do I need today how can I be kind to myself we were joking that you know let's say you get up in the morning, you get ready for work, and you're like, okay, I look good. Five minutes later, you're walking out the door, you catch a glimpse in the mirror, and you're like, what in the world do I look like? <laughs> is that not the truth? And so what we need to like learn from that is that's just us turning back on ourselves faster than we would turn on anybody else. And we are our worst critics, our worst judges, and we have to let go of the perfection idea, and we have to learn to love and be kind to ourselves. I just took away all the mirrors away from the doorway. Yeah, I right? Walking out. Just, so you just have to no, go. There's no, last, there's no last chance. Um, your message is really for everyone, but at the same time, I think there really is kind of a niche and a certain demographic. Who do you think that is? Isn't there kind of a certain age girl or young woman that, that maybe faces this more than anyone else that you've focused in on? I think maybe the millennials right now because there is so much confusion in what they're learning from society because we have so many people fighting over categories and you know top like or who they are like so many things I mean I can't even like there's a rainbow of things out there from if, whether you're gay or you're straight or you're what color you are what religion you are what whatever it is what ethnicity or even if you're from a certain country or just a stigma based on what other people are doing yeah. from that you know it's there's so much confusion out there that we're in, instead of coming together and just finding tolerance and love for each other we're kind of starting to find hate again in certain areas and I think that that's where we really have to look at. Nobody's perfect, and we really have to focus on the individual. Yeah. So Casey can't obviously make it to everything, go to everything, but she's come to me and said, David, I'm looking for more groups that I can help. And again, she can't do them all, but if you have a group of young people, of women, of young women, of people in these categories, uh, you know, Casey wants to help. You know, sometimes maybe it's via satellite, maybe sometimes it's, it's some kind of Skype or some type of web class. Sometimes, depending on what her filming schedule is, like tomorrow she's filming, so she, she has to leave again tonight. She came in late last night. She'll <laughs> 
to leave again tonight. <laughs> Had to film an audition at 2 a.m. <laughs> we can help book her. And yeah, you were filming really late last night. If, we, if I can help book here at some of your events, let me know that. How many people think that you might want to talk to Casey during lunch or something like that? Awesome, I'll take okay. it. So she'll be at my VIP lunch, which costs a million dollars. So yes. you, know, just, you know, just know that that's what, no. Big or a million hugs, we'll take hugs too. <laughs> Big round of applause for uh, Casey. Thank you. Some pretty cool people here, huh? Yeah. Hey, Casey, I also want to, down there, there's this really good-looking couple. Adam, raise your hand. Adam, and that's his wife, Jennifer, over there. I want you to talk to them. Jennifer's working on a book called From Loved to Unloved. Well, I saw the cover. I voted on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> so she saw the cover. But we're going to help her find someone really cool to help maybe do the forward for her book or something like that. And I think you might be one of those people. So go down there and just say, yeah. just say hi. Yeah, it. thank you very much. Just yeah, exchange information or something. Now, who here thinks it's cool that I can bring in some of our celebrity expert clients and I can just say, hey, go meet this person, exchange information? Is that kind of cool? Is that kind of fun? Anybody like me to do that for them? Yeah. A million dollars. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I help them. Oh, it's for her. It's for this person right here. Come on, Didi. Come on up here. Give Didi Wong a big round of applause here. And I bring you guys up here, and yes, uh, you know, you can walk around and we'll do some different things here, but I also want some shots up here. Now, how many people think that what I'm doing, there's a purpose and a reason behind it? How many people think that there's more than one or two purposes or reasons behind it, right? I'm getting pictures for my clients. I'm getting video content for my clients. I'm setting things up for their, their reels and for their websites. And so you think that we're giving you guys all this information? No, I just need a live audience in front of the film this <laughs> stuff, right? No, you guys think I'm a nice guy. I'm not a nice guy. I've got all these motives. I've got all these motives here. We got Didi Wong, someone else who flew out from California. A very successful investor, done everything um, from real estate to a lot of uh, businesses, raising capital for business. A, uh, a show uh, sponsored by Entrepreneur Magazine, mm -hmm. Entrepreneur yeah, Group, and it's very much uh, uh, one of these shows, kind of like a Shark Tank, where they, they come to them and they pitch them their ideas. Are you the only woman on that show? Uh, there's one other woman. There's one other woman yeah. that comes out. Well, you're the best one, in my opinion. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so Dee Dee really knows how to make your pitch. How do you perfect your pitch? You want to raise money for your organization. You want to get capitalists for your organization. You want to get donations for your organization. There's things that people want to hear. Okay? Dee Dee's very much an expert in this. She has a lot of amazing stories, a lot of amazing experiences. She could be an expert on several things um, just, just in life. Uh, she People come to her, especially a lot of women, for coaching and direction. But specifically, uh, over the next couple of days, one thing you might want to talk to her about is pitching and what makes a good pitch. Now, you've kind of got a little bit of a story yourself, and I've started reading. You know, we're also doing her book. Just got that started. So I've been reading some of your stories. Um, what's the most, let's just get right to it. What's okay. the most embarrassing story that you would be, and there's a point to this, right? Remember, I got a point to this. What's the most embarrassing story that you could share just because you know it might help somebody else? 
right? What's the most embarrassing story? Now, guys, you should be, while she's thinking about this, and I have a few I can choose from her for her if she, she can't think of any. Uh, think about this. You should be thinking, what do I do? Guys, we all should be doing video. We should be doing things online. Let me tell you a very powerful attention-getting sentence. As soon as you get on a video camera, you know what? I, I didn't really want to do this, but I'm going to share an embarrassing story with you just because it's going to help you. Oh, my goodness, people tune in left and right. Right? Your subject line, embarrassing story I felt I had to share. Right? I'm willing to share something that may not be great for me, but if it helps you, that helps people really latch in. Later on, I'm going to talk about video and how do you get people's attention. How do you share? I'm just buying you time up here. How's it going? <laughs> but I'm going to show you how to do these videos. And I'm going to show you how to speak. And there's really art. There's three E's. You've got to engage them. You've got to enrich them. You've got to enroll them. Engage, enrich, enroll. Okay? There's some other ways to say it too. Getting their attention teaching call to action. We'll go through that a little bit more. But there's some real good recipes that'll help you do like what Ross did, right? Getting on TV and things like that, okay? So, Dee Dee. Uh, okay, you've got a funny bottom story. I was gonna use that one. Okay, go ahead, share, share, share with us a story. Okay, so when I was uh, 15 years old, I had bad acne. So my mother took me to the plastic surgeon, uh, one of her best friends, and uh, he had some method of apparently taking blood from my uh, arm and then putting it into my butt. And it was weird, but it worked. Right away that night, I don't know why, but my acne was totally fading, and I was like, oh hoo! Then a year later, my mother decided to take me to the plastic surgeon again and do hey, something. I have permission to interrupt you, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. How many people here are already seeing something that's maybe somewhat unusual? Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I come from, I'm, I'm from Hong Kong. I'm Chinese. Today is Chinese New Year, by the way. Gong hei fa chai. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thank you very much. Um, so in the Chinese tradition of women, you know, we're not curvy. We're straight hair, straight bodies. And um, I'm already emotional talking about it because at the age of 16, my mom took me to the plastic surgeon again. And she wanted to change me. And I have a butt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's not usual for a Chinese girl to have a butt. <laughs> so she took me to the plastic surgeon and asked him what he could do about my butt, literally to almost cut it off. Um, I believe my mother because the first time she took me there, it worked. My acne was gone. Second time she took me, she talked about my butt and I just didn't know what that meant at that time. So. I have to learn, I've, I've had to learn in my whole life to live with this butt. <laughs> and now that I'm in America, thank God, <laughs> thank God I'm in America where men and women appreciate a butt. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's such a silly story, but it's my real, true experience that, that I had to live through for many, many, many years. And only now, at the age of 41, living in America, having married a man who loves me for who I am, um, that I accepting myself, and now wearing tight clothes and showing it off. There you go. <laughs> That's my embarrassing story. 
Now that, that may sound kind of silly, right? I mean, if you just kind of say, but I mean, how many people really understand what's really going on here? I mean, how many in this, I'm not asking you to raise your hands, but how many women have kind of thought this? How many, how many guys have been self-conscious? It seems so frivolous, but guys, these are the things that we carry around with ourselves, right? So I tell you about all these things that really make her successful, and that's probably cool, but how many more people connected because she was willing to be vulnerable? How many poor people thought they wanted, yeah. So what do, you, what do you learn that from that, right? There's a certain amount of victory through vulnerability, right? There's a certain amount of victory. Now, we don't, you know, you have to go around just putting yourself down. I mean, that's not, that's not the point. But, you know, we might share a little of what our journey is. Now, uh, since I made you say such a, a, uh, uh, an embarrassing story, tell us what you're most excited about right now. You've got all these cool projects going on. Uh, you've got a call. Did your call with Jamie Foxx just happen or is it getting ready to happen? Yes, so I'm doing a ton of things, so many wonderful things. I own a sp- uh, Social Spotlight Events. It's a special events company. We do fundraisers for charities. Many of you are from nonprofit charity, I think I heard. Um, I'm your girl. I basically help put up fundraisers, really nice, prestigious events. I'm doing one for Jamie Foxx and UN Foundation, United Nations Foundation on March 11th. Um, I do one for, I'm doing one for another uh, wonderful charity called Unstoppable Foundation on March 24th. And I bring in influencers, I bring in big celebrities such as Jamie Foxx to come to your events and to raise a large amount of money for your charity. That's what I do. Uh, I'm connected, I know a bunch of people, I don't know how. Um, but that's what I do. I love to connect. I, I think the one thing that I'm so grateful for being here today is just always to meet new people. You guys, I just, I have so much to learn from you. I'm a new speaker. I'm doing a movie right now. Uh, it's a feature got documentation about my life as an aspira- uh, aspiring motivational speaker. And today is actually my very first time really on stage, David Fagan. <laughs> Um, talking as a speaker. Uh, so I appreciate you all being my first audience. <laughs> all right. Uh, what's the name of your upcoming book? My upcoming book is called Unlocked. Yeah. It's about unlocking your superpowers, unlocking those, um, you know, you, all you have goodness. All of you have goodness in you. All of you have strength in you. You have to find it. I believe num- the three things I believe. Number one, most, most, most important. I think the gentleman in the red shirt earlier asked, you have a passion. You have an idea what to do now. What to do now is find a mentor. Yeah. Seriously. What to do now is find someone who's walked that path, who's, al- who's already been there, have had success financially, emotionally, and you're going to just follow that person. Be that, make that person be your uh, accountability partner. And I have a lot of coaches and mentors in my life. I actually have 17 of them. I know it's a little bit too much. The movie comes with <laughs> the movie comes with ten, so I had I didn't have any choice with those. But the, the David is my book coach. He is my branding coach. He's really helped me in just the last few w- weeks that we've really worked together. That Can we give her more time up here? How much oh, time yeah, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, kidding. I'm sorry. I'm taking a lot of time, but I have so much to I, say. I, I, I was just teasing because you're saying nice things about me. Go ahead and give her a big round of applause. Thank here. you. Thank you. We're gonna have you back up here in a second. Okay. okay? 
Okay, so let's do uh, one more of these here, um, and I'm going to get you guys all interacting with each other. I, I wish I could take the time for every single one of you, but I, I'm selecting out some of you guys that I'm working with and uh, that I think you guys need to know that they can kind of help everybody, and then you guys will have time to go and, and talk to them individually. So I've got this mic here, but so I don't need to hold this mic here, right? Okay. Uh, double mics, double the pleasure. Uh, Tasha, you know, you're working so hard over there, and you're taking pictures and everything else, but I, I kind of want to get you up here. Give her a big round of applause. We hand that camera over there. Okay, so we'll just get. So this is Tasha, and she doesn't have a last name, and uh, she's just Tasha. Uh, we flew in Tasha from Costa Rica. I met to, uh, Tasha on one of the cruises that we do with clients and partners uh, last year. We went to. Jamaica, we went to, I hardly ever get off the ship, so yeah. where, where did else do we? We went uh, all over, uh, uh, Haiti. Haiti. Jamaica, and um, where else did we go? Seven, we se seven day cruise. Um, we take a lot of our uh, clients, partners, me and another gentleman, Roger Salam, the Winter Circle. Um, the, the, the people like it. I'm stuck on a ship. There's only so far I can get away from them. Uh, so, and we just spent a lot of time, you know, working on their projects, helping them find events to speak at, helping them find partners and affiliate partners and people that might, hey, I have an event, I'll put you on my stage. Hey, you have an event, I'll, we'll swap stages. Hey, what if I do an email to my list? You know, it's a lot of that synergy. Who here are looking for people to help them kind of move their cause forward? Do you guys do that? Joint ventures, partners, lists, databases? Who here has their own list or database? Kind of a group of people they reach out to. Who here does kind of their own events from time to time? Okay. So these are the people that we want to get connected. So that's how I met Tasha. And she is amazing on the camera, and you're going to see her work. She's really good at putting on events. And I'm going to let you kind of tell them a little bit more about uh, Costa Rica real quickly. But then I'd kind of like for you to share, like, what's your passion? Uh, right now, you're kind of paying your dues, and you're doing all these things. But you have a story that you want to share. Um, and I want you just to give us the, the highlights of that. Right. I will yeah. do that. Okay, so about Costa Rica. So I, I work for a lot. I've been in Internet marketing and work for Internet marketers now for 10 years, all around the world. I've been putting on events, helping facilitate film and photographs. So I've been learning a uh, after these masters, right? Listening to them, some of the big ones. So Costa Rica, I live out there. I work for a big internet marketing company. We teach internet marketing. And so I've been working with them to two, for two years. In the last two years, I helped facilitate and put on over 200 events. And I've been running live stream like these guys. Give it a big for Voice America. These guys are awesome. Uh, in, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm on live stream right now. So I've been doing a, a lot of this stuff. So I've been in training. But one of my big stories that, that I have that David mentioned, that the big why, and we're here you know, talking about giving back and really helping, and, and I've really uh, resonated with many of you that are out there doing your why because of your story, and a big part of you know why we do what we do is our story. And in what I do, I'm a documentary filmmaker as well, so I do films, I photograph, and I like telling people stories, and one of my stories is, uh, I grew up with a manic depressive mother, okay? And she mentally and physically abused me, she tried to kill me, and today, she's my best friend. So going through that uh, transitioning through those phases in life, when I was five years old, I had uh, an option, okay? My mom was beating me physically, mentally, and it, and it got really daunting, and it was, it was pretty nasty. If any, any of you had any mentally ill families, I mean, even people with drug, drug addictions too, those types of things that you go through, but it, it was pretty rough. And I made a decision at the age of five, and I said, you know what? I could be 
happy or I can be sad and I could be crying every day. So I chose happy and I also chose to be raised by God. I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be raised by the universe, raised by God. That's, that's my father, that's, that's my mother, and that's my guidance. So I used my inner guidance system and I basically was the happiest child ever and now I'm still the happiest child ever today. And I'm actually working on a documentary right now where I'll be traveling around the United States and I'm interviewing children and, and a successful adults that made it through mentally ill parents. So then I get to tell their stories and I also get to tell my stories and I want to go around and spread this because some people don't make it out. And for me, your story, you guys got to think about your story. When you have this story, there, there are people out there. How many of you are afraid to tell your story? Any of you? Anybody? Anybody? Okay, but you have a, a rocking story. You've got to think that there's, there's going to be people out there that hear your story and that resonate with it and their life is changed. Now, those of you that are scared of telling your story, how many people have you impacted with your story? Have you impacted a few? Imagine if you didn't tell that story, you wouldn't have impacted that person. So I think it's a really selfish thing if you're not out there sharing yourself because by sharing yourself, you're also teaching other people. And that's what we're here to do. We're teaching other people. You know, so David, you got any questions? Yeah, so later on, um, we'll be talking about camera. Guys, right now, everything online, it's, it's video driven. Um, you know, there's other ways to make things happen, but you really want to be comfortable with video. Uh, and and that's, that's tricky. I mean, we have events that's nothing but media and speaker training. I'm gonna go over a little bit more of that later on. But if I boiled it down to something very simple for everyone to just digest right now, get comfortable with video, get comfortable yeah. with the camera. That's something that Tasha's really good at. Um, she has amazing stories. She knows how to tell a story. A good cinematographer knows how to tell the story. Yes. And that's what you're doing. And that's what she's talking about. Don't hold back from those stories. Everything out there has pretty much already been taught. Do you think Ross is the first person to write a book on overcoming addiction? Of course not. So what makes Ross's book so great? His stories, his experiences. Every year there are celebrities that put out a, a book. Every year there are athletes that put out a, basically the same book. I struggled, I found a mentor, I kept practicing, I played hard, I won a championship, I lost, I hurt, I was injured, but I came back and I did this and I did that and I did it again and you never quit. It's the same book. The only difference is their story. Mm -hmm. So think about that. What's your story? You need to learn how to develop your core story so you can attract the people you love to serve. How do you develop your core story so that you can attract the people you love to serve? Okay. And your story is going to be your story. And don't hold back, like, like David was just saying. Don't think, oh, nobody's going to want to hear my story. You're yeah. being selfish. I just want to tell you that you are being selfish. Yeah. I, I didn't tell my story for, for a while, and I had an opportunity to jump on stage one day. I had 90 seconds to tell my story. And I, would, I went ahead and I did it. And actually, somebody in the back of the audience came up to me and says, you just changed my life. You changed my perspective. Now, I'm moving forward. This is what I'm going to do. Can you help me get past fear? And I changed that woman's life within 90 seconds. And I saw the power of sharing my story that day. And I said, I will no longer not stop sharing my story. So every chance I get, I leverage the situation and I tell my story. And I'm leveraging the situation here on stage with David, telling my story. Thank you, David, for letting me tell my story. So if you want to 
get some tips and tricks on feeling comfortable on camera. If you want to find out about different ways to be working on camera, some of you guys put on events about camera and film. That's stuff that me and Tasha do together. It's stuff we do separately. Um, but I, again, this is all about me giving, serving, sharing. I'm sharing with you yet another resource here yep. of somebody who's here to serve for the next two days, help me get my money's worth. I flew her in, you know, you know, and talk to her. Hey, I have a problem with this. Or hey, how do I set up my own, uh, you know, I, I got my camera. I don't feel like it's done well. You know, lighting's an issue. I can, I can help you with that. All give you those tips. little things. How do you set up your own little studio? You know, it can be done very affordably, very easy. Couple, couple quick things, and it's it's a whole it's a whole game changer. Uh, can I show you one one little trick right now? Yes. Uh, one of the fastest and easiest ways to improve a video is just improving the lighting. The lighting is what messes you up so much. If you're getting a testimonial from somebody or you're working with somebody or, or, or whatever it is, they have a phone, you have a phone. It's just the world we live in now. If you take one of those phones and you turn on the flashlight, notice the difference? Mm -hmm. I can literally hold this light up and I can film the testimonial. There, mm -hmm. there, there, there. Just a little tiny tip and trick. It's, if it's people are going to give you a testimonial, they want to look good. Yeah, Make it, people look good. Or even walk outside. And then be careful with your sound as well, the sound environment. If you're going to do a testimonial, make sure it's not noisy. Yeah. And I can talk about those as well. Yeah. And, and another thing, if you guys, you, you really need some tips, I'll go ahead and sit down with you, just like David said, and we can chat. Tonight, I'm going to be doing a whole training on all this kind That's of good. stuff, media and filming and all this kind of stuff. We're going to go through it all. But right now, I'm just kind of at least giving you a few things to know why you should be there later on tonight, who you want to talk with. Big round of applause yeah. for Tasha. Thank you, guys. We'll talk later. Woo! You grab that. Um, Adam, can I have you come up here? Jennifer, can I have you come up here? Casey, can I have you come up here? Uh, Didi, can I have you come back up here? Uh, Ross, can I have you come back up here? Yeah, bring that up. Just uh, stand, kind of, actually just stand here in front of this black so we can kind of have it all here. We'll just kind of put you all right here. Just come on over here, yep. You're gonna uh, hear Adam Sewell and Jennifer Sewell a little bit later on. They're gonna be on a, on a panel. Uh, right now, I'm just kind of putting them all in here. So again, you know, we really like to, to celebrate you know, people and we like to, to do things. And I thought it would be cool for, for all of you guys that are part of this event to be, to be a part of this here. But there's different types of spirit of war, spirit of service, spirit of inspiration, you know, kind of that invincible warrior. And I wanted to celebrate somebody else. And this is somebody who's going around doing a lot of speaking and just giving freely of their time and and you kind of already met her before but this year's spirit of inspiration award goes to casey taylor holtz big round of applause guys stand in a picture here with her and I, and I chose you guys because you guys are all doing amazing things together and you're going to be a part want to be a part of what uh, Casey's doing later on here and um, Tasha's going to come over here and, and, and snap a snap a picture but um, uh, and we've got all kinds of celebrations and things uh, for for everybody here but I wanted to take take a moment and do that um, uh, where did Isabel go oh Isabel can you go over to my bag and pull out uh, Pull out one more thing over there. Um, Mike, 
Oh, you got it. Why don't you give that to Casey? Okay. Uh, Casey, thank you for everything you're doing. I know this is small. I know it's not an Oscar. I know it's not a Golden no, Globe. This is like. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very, sorry. I, I wish I was getting. You, you deserve so much more than that. But I had to do something for you because of so much you're doing that people just don't see. I appreciate it. I'm actually a little bit speechless. So thank you very much. It's. Um, this year I have dedicated as my, if you're familiar with Shonda Rhimes, she went through a year of yes and, um, and wanted to change and inspire people because she had so much anxiety and so much fear about being seen, even though she had such amazing work. And um, I decided to dedicate my year to a year of yes, of inspiration. And I find it really ironic that this is called the spirit of inspiration because I have felt very strongly spiritually that this is my year to inspire people and to have my breakthrough. So thank you. And then we created a new uh, award because I was so passionate about um, what this person was doing. Um, and I, I call this the Saving Lives Award because as I research this person, as I research the stories, which, which I have to do um, because of how we promote people and back people up, you know, it's my name on the line as well. And so I created a Saving Lives Award. And uh, this year, first year ever, uh, Spirit Summit Saving Lives Award goes to Ross Remian. Thanks, guys. No, I appreciate you very much, and I appreciate you, Allison, so much for this. This is a big deal to me. Yeah. It really is. I'm just trying to do my best to help people find what I found. So Absolutely. thanks so much. I really Thank appreciate you. it, buddy. Yes. Big round of applause. Thank you very much. Okay, you guys can all go ahead and take a seat here. Thank you for coming up on here. You're going to meet some of these people later, but I never pass up the opportunity for a good photo op. <laughs> Who here gets what we're doing? Who here has seen the presentation under the presentation? Who here, who here wants to be up here more in the future? Who here thinks they should be speaking at one of my events? Who's bold enough? Oh, good, good. Guys, people come up to me all the time and they always tell me, David, let me tell you about my idea. Let me tell you about my situation. I want to know what you think. That's fine. I can do that. I get that. But I want you to believe in yourself and your message so much you don't care what I think. I'm being serious. I mean, if you're smart, you're going to probably take a few pointers from me. I can probably get you going in the right direction. But seriously, I want you to care so much. If you come up and you want me to edify you and you want me to pat you on the back, you're not ready. Can I give you a little bit of tough love like that? You're, you're just not ready, right? Didi Wong comes in like a ball of fire. She's going places. She says, I can join her or not. The train has left the station. I can be on the train or I can be off the train. But, but Didi's going. She's chugging along here, right? A lot of you guys. Uh, the Souls, you're going to get to know an amazing couple, powerful couple here. Okay, they're already wildly successful. They're on to their next thing. Uh, I am honored that they have brought me on to be a part of what they're doing. But they're going to be successful no matter what. Can I save them some time? Yes. Can I open some doors that maybe not be as readily easily? Absolutely. Can I connect them with some amazing people like Casey Taylor? You just saw it, right? But they're going to be successful anyways. People say, David, tell me about your success stories. Tell me about these people. Really, guys... The people that are wildly successful, yeah, I help them, but it's them. There's plenty of people out there who don't listen, who don't do, who don't take action. You wanna know why Allison's so successful? She takes massive amounts of action. Not action, massive amounts of action. 
You have to learn how to inspire action in every audience. People watching your video, that's an audience. People in front of you when you're speaking on stage, that's an audience. How do you inspire action in every audience? There's lots of good speakers. They get up, they make people laugh, they, maybe they make people cry, they get done, it's over with. That's not going to do anything. That's not going to change the world. If you guys want to change the world, if you want to make a difference, you've got to learn how to inspire action in every audience. You've got to have some amazing answers. You've got to have the social proof. You've got to have the track record. Right? You've got to go out and pay your dues forward. And most of all, you've got to believe in it. Why, why should I believe in you if you don't believe in you? Right? How many of you believe in yourself enough to know that you belong up here? There. There you go. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. What time is it? Breakthrough time. <laughs> Who here's had a breakthrough from one of the speakers up here talking and sharing a little bit? Who here wrote something down? No, I'm serious. I want, I want to hear something. What, what's something that you wrote down? Somebody, somebody said something up here that really had an impact on you. Um, the pitch. Um, Dee Dee talking about the pitch? Story. Mm -hmm. What did you write down? Um, Go ahead, and just really close to that mic. Taylor Swift it, you should be able to lick it. <laughs> She's that close, go ahead. Just that her story is so personal, and yeah. mine is as well, and it's a bit hard for me to, it's yeah. not hard for me, I mean, I could tell my story here, but to put it in writing is yeah. so difficult. Yeah, so you connected with her sharing that, that story. Yes. A very personal story. Good, thank you, big round of applause. <laughs> Someone else had, a, had something about, I want to hear something from the speakers, not, not, not about me, but some of the people who got up here talking. What's something that you wrote down that had an impact on you? Not from you? Not from me. Okay. Uh, let's see. I've got quite a bit. Let's, uh, uh, how does this work from Dee Dee? Um, the fact that also that she was talking to about the, I loved the fact that she was talking about her childhood and her mother's story, and that she brought it around to here in the United States, bringing her age. Yeah. yeah. Here's an idea. If you're going to tell a story, have a point. <laughs> I, I know. I, I'm a Beverly Hills PR expert. I'm giving you breaking news right now, but uh, write that down. If you're going to tell a story, have a point. I know it seems really revolutionary, but no, absolutely. Hers what, was like a sandwich story. Exactly. And you gotta, there's a certain way to tell that story she, and to connect it. She started Here, it with the, bu the, butt, mm -hmm. the butt blood, and then she ended up with the butt wiggle. I didn't catch that. That's very brilliant. She did. She turned it around. She literally turned it around. She turned around and wiggled her butt. But she started it. Yeah, yeah. she started it by sharing about the acne As in the middle. As your publisher and publicist, I don't know if we're going to keep that part of the presentation, but it did make an impact. So this it is good did. market research, a little focus group. Market research. Yes, because okay. she then she was all bouncy. How about many people felt Dee Dee's confidence when she turned around and wiggled her butt? How many people felt her confidence? When she tells that story, how many people are in favor of her still turning around and wiggling her butt at the end? Okay. And this is why we do the research. Very good. Very good. And, and you know what else? She did it in the most controversial way. She did it in the most controversial way? Okay. Somebody else. Somebody else that spoke up there. You got some kind of breakthrough you want to share with us? Go ahead. Be kind to yourself. That came from Casey. Yeah, be kind to yourself. It's funny because that's so simple. How, how could that make any impact on you? I mean, didn't you already know that? Uh, no, because I'm always giving, 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 and I always forget about me. And I don't do much for myself. 
is always giving everybody else. And of course, I'm being sarcastic and facetious. It is a breakthrough for some of these people yeah. over here, yeah. right? Yeah. Be kind to yourself. I, I honestly, I thought the same thing. I thought, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not kind to myself, but I never thought, I just, am I kind? I had to sit there and think about it. How many people thought about that when they said, be kind to yourself? How many people thought about, am I kind to myself? Does it matter if I'm kind to myself? Why would it even matter if I'm kind to myself? Good. Somebody else want to share something? Yes, right here. When Tasha said it's selfish to not tell your story. It's selfish to not tell your story. How many people did that resonate with? Anybody else write that down? It's selfish. See, a lot of times you guys are worried. You're thinking like, how much do I want to push on people? How much do I want to say to people? How, you know, like you're putting them out. And yet you guys are helping somebody. Right? Are you looking at it like that? And are you giving them the story information as a way to help them? I mean, there are ways to tell lots of stories that's just sort of to gratify yourself and it really has no purpose. So, you know, there's a fine line you've got to learn how to, to walk there. Thank you for, for sharing that. Uh, Tasha, were you trying to get my attention? I'll just say a couple more minutes. A couple more minutes? You'll give me a couple more minutes? Yeah. Thank you. I'll take all the time I want. I'm just teasing you. We'll stay on track. I'm sorry, was there somebody over here that wanted to share a breakthrough of one of the speakers? Someone that stuck with them? Yes, over here, Lincoln. Yes. Definitely Ross's story, just because what he said about the experience. You know, I live and die by this, uh, and working with parents with teens. Yeah. I cannot, like, force bounce about it, scream about it more, that experience trumps everything. Yeah. You know, we have generation of learners and there's nothing wrong with learning, but it's him taking his experiences and turning it into the center that's now changing lives the same way that I'm not a psychologist and yet I work with kids of all types of, you know, backgrounds that are sort of last resort kids that nobody wants because of the experiences I had. So we have to start appreciating experience more. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, big round of applause for all you guys. I appreciate it. And, um, and thank you for the applause. I mean, I, we go to a lot of events, and there's always a, a lot of that, and it can kind of get old. So, I mean, I, I really appreciate your guys' energy. I really appreciate it. You guys really have been uh, very warm and accommodating to all, all the people here speaking. Like you, you've heard, some of the people, this is kind of like some of the first times they've really been up in front of a group like this to, to really you know, share their message. And so you guys, you guys have been amazing. Um, a little bit more about the Spirit Summit, some of my beliefs. Some of you guys heard this before, but... You know, I believe, just like you have physical DNA, that you have spiritual DNA. You are a unique spirit. Not only are you a unique spirit, but you are a multidimensional being. What do I mean by that? You know, the world has, has changed in some ways. And, and I don't want to be bad news guy. We all know what the bad news is. Let me tell you what the good news is. The world is starting to change in a very positive way again. It's almost like a renaissance period, a, a rebirth, if you will. The first Renaissance period, you had somebody like a Michelangelo or a Leonardo. And what I loved about that period in time is no one went to Leonardo and said, hey, you know, you're a painter. You can't be an astronomer. Hey, you're a mathematician. You can't be an inventor. Same thing with Michelangelo, right? Hey, you know, you're a creator. You know, you're an artist. You know, you can't be a poet. You know, you didn't do that, right? These, this is why even to this day, when we find somebody that does a lot of different things, we call them a Renaissance man or a Renaissance woman, right? Because we are multidimensional beings, okay? Uh, this idea of, well, you're a waitress. You can't write a book. You're a mechanic. You're never going to own your own business, right? We're not meant to be put into these boxes. Now, here's where it all goes wrong. Although you can do just about anything you want, you can't do everything you want. It's a David Allen quote. 
although you can do just about anything you want, you can't do everything you want. What, what does that mean? I have a limited amount of time. I have a limited amount of resources. I pick and choose the things that I want to make sacred in my life and make profitable in my life, right? You've got to decide. That's the biggest decision, right? That's your decision-making matrix. What are you going to do? How are you going to spend your time? How are you going to spend your resources, right? How are you going to make that investment of yourself? But we are moving back in that time where you don't have to be any one thing. You can be a speaker. You can be an author. You can be a host. You can have a business. You can have a nonprofit. You can have all these things, right? As long as you do it the right way, as long as you do it the best way, okay? So in my business, I, I'm, a, I'm a marketing guy, right? I'm a publicity guy. Uh, how many people here? What am I? A marketing and a what guy? Publicity. Okay. Uh, I do publishing. What do I do? I do publishing. What do I do? Okay, go ahead and just repeat it after me. I do publishing. What do I do? Say publishing. <laughs> I helped Ross with a book. I'm helping Dee Dee with her book. Jennifer's got a book going on. I helped Allison with her book. I've written a few books. So one of the things I do is publishing. What do I do? Okay, good. Uh, guys, it's important that people know what you do. How many of you have family members who don't even know what you do? Like seriously, you're at Thanksgiving table, they're oblivious, they have no idea what it is you do. You talk about it every day on Facebook, they, they couldn't explain to you. They might say a word, but they can't, guys, that is the enemy. You have to know what people do, right? So what do I do? I, I'm telling you. By the way, I do a lot of speaking training, and that's called an echo, where you say the word and you ask them to repeat back the echo, right? So you're having the audience echo it. It helps you make sure that you, they know where you're doing, where you're going, that we're on a journey together. I'm not here talking at the ceiling. I'm talking to each one of you. <laughs> I'm not going to leave you on the journey, right? I, I have to take you with me. If I get too far ahead of you, I've got I to come back for you. That's what I'm doing. I'm echoing. What am I doing? Echoing. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. That prop? I felt good. Just like, no, you hurt someone with that? Okay. Okay, so the, we're going to do some networking here in just a second, but I want to tie this together a little bit for you, and I want to give you some real concrete stuff here, okay? Uh, that's one of the things I promise is to give you some very specific things you can do. So I'm going to give you some very specific training right now. One of the easiest that is also one of the most powerful ways to improve your organization with social proof and credibility and influence is to get testimonials and endorsements. I'm going to give you a step-by-step -step process on how to get more testimonials. I have probably close to a thousand testimonials, okay? Who here would like to get more testimonials for their organization? All right, now I'm telling you this now because, hey, over the next couple days, when you're sharing people with your message and you're showing them what you do, somebody might say, hey, Ross, you taught me a lot. You might want to get a testimonial from that person. Hey, Tasha, I love how you shared the story and da-da-da-da. Hey, you might want to get a testimonial of that. Do you see how we're not just talking about things, but we're doing things? Who here would actually like to leave here with some testimonials for their organization? All right, great. So, step one. Live your life worthy of testimonials. Write that down. Step one. Live your life worthy of testimonials. That's, that's step one. Okay? You got to be a giver, you got to be a sharer, you got to be a servant leader, right? Giving, serving, sharing. Okay? Be worthy of those, first of all. Okay, second of all, you've got to become aware of compliments. Step two is become aware of compliments. Beware of what? Compliments. compliments. You got to become aware of compliments. Okay. Step three, when someone gives you a compliment, you're going to say this. This is almost going to be like word for word. Don't try to, don't try to reinvent this. 
thank you so much. That means the world to me. Is there any way I could capture that on video? It really helped me help other people. Thank you very much. You honor me. That means the world to me. Sincerely, is there any way I could capture that on video? It would really help me help other people. Okay? Next thing. Most of them are going to say to you, oh, let me wait. I need to get dressed. You know, I want to look better. I want to, I want to, I need to, you know, what do, uh, okay. What is the best testimonial? Set up, rigged, green screen? No. Raw, undoc, just ready to go, documentary style. Those are the best testimonials. In the hallways, in the parking lot. I mean, the, these are at the restaurant. These are the best ones. They're, they are unrehearsed. They're off the cuff. They're from the heart, right? So we need to let them know, you know, right now. And people are going to say to you, well, what do I say? Oh, just what you just said to me. That's all you're asking for. They gave you a compliment. All you want to do is capture the compliment on camera. We want to capture the compliment on camera. Oh, thank you so much. That means the world to me. Anyway, I can capture that on camera and really help me help other people. Right? The odds are drastically in your favor. If they go away and they don't give that to you on camera, the likelihood of you ever getting it is very, very slim. So you really want to try to get it there. So you want to get there and tell them it's all it is. So for the people that will give it to you there, and I'll give you more direction later on how to do that, um, there's a certain way that you can go about it that is going to help you out. Alenka, you want to come up here for a second? So if you're going to film a testimonial and we want to make them feel comfortable and they're not so sure, here, just face me, just face me, face me. Um, <laughs> you want to make them feel comfortable, right? We don't go, okay, let's do it. <laughs> How uncomfortable does this feel, right? Just a little thing. Hey, talk to me. Uh, no, I just love to capture that compliment you have for me. Just, just what you said, okay? And they're going to record just what they said. I'm going to do little things to make them look good. I'm going to make sure the light's good. Because even if they give you the testimony, if it doesn't look good, they're not going to want you to share it, right? So you want to make them look good, okay? Now, next step. No matter how good Alenka's testimonial turns out, I'm going to say, wow, that was great. That was amazing. That was perfect. You know what? I bet you if we just did it one more time, you'd nail it. You'd love it. I've never had somebody not turn me down to do it one more time. Because they want to do good, they want to look good, they want to get it right, and no matter how good they do the first time, the second one is always better, and they'll even say different things that they didn't even say the first time. So now what do you have? Not one testimony, but you have two testimonies. You can pick between the two that you like. Okay? Right? Yeah, merge them together if you're advanced in video, like this guy's over here. Um, so, so, one, live your life worthy of testimonies. Don't go anywhere here yet. No, nice, no, don't go anywhere here just yet. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing wonderful, by the way. This is, this I love is, this. Yeah, this is good. Um, <laughs> so, one, live your life worthy of testimonials. Two, be aware of, I'm sorry, live your life worthy of compliments. Two, be aware of when people are giving you compliments. People are scared to give me compliments now. People really think twice before they give me compliments. They're going to end up on a camera. <laughs> Uh, be aware when they give compliments. Third, when they do give you those compliments, go say, hey, that's amazing, that's wonderful. You know, um, is there any way I could capture that on a camera? It'd really help me help other people. They're signaling me that, they're, that I'm out of time. Like, no, we got, we got all kinds of time here, guys. Is this valuable? Who here finds this valuable? Okay. So then you're going to film it, and then no matter how good it is, you're going to have to do it a second time, right? 
So that is the best way to get the testimonials. And the number one way just to make them look good is just to be really sensitive to the lighting. Now, once you get all these testimonials, I bet you have testimonials. Yes. Do you, have a lot, do you feel like you have a lot of testimonials? Yes, sir. Okay. So we want testimonials for character. We want testimonials for speaking. We want testimonials for books. We want testimonials for business. We want testimonials. There's so many things out there, guys. And, and you can never get enough. And once you start putting up testimonials, here's something cool you could do. Start to number them. So I might have uh, people say things online. That might be three or four. Now someone gave me a video. That's five. Someone gave me another video. That's six. Hey, then maybe someone gives me a recommendation on LinkedIn. That's seven, eight, you know, whatever. So, but all the video ones, I'm numbering. So what happens is they pull up a video testimonial on YouTube, and it's testimonial number 273. What's the emotional trigger of you watching testimonial number 273? You know what I'm saying? Testimonial number 491. Testimonial 500. Now people say, David, I only see a couple hundred on here. It's like, oh, well, I also have 300 recommendations on LinkedIn here that you can see. I also have this many on my fan page. But I keep track of all of them. I have some people just give them to me written, okay? But you want that. That's social proof. It also will help you when it comes time for television. What happens when so many people give you testimonials like to do Alonka? It's like, how could so many people be wrong? She has so many, how could so many people be wrong, right? You stood like I've never seen anyone stand before. I mean, I, Please, big round of applause here for Alenka. Thank you. Okay, so you guys have been uh, sitting there long enough. Now we're going to do some very structured networking. By the way, good? You like the testimonial stuff here? Yeah. Who here thinks I've done this before? Not my first time? It's almost like, you know, right? Getting, getting, coming together? Yeah. Andrew? You look like a guy who knows a lot. You may be overestimating me, but sure. Yeah. Have you learned anything new here today? I have. Okay. Would that really be helpful to you? Because I know that this guy kind of drug you along. This guy's very influential. So if people, he says, hey, come, and people are like, yeah, I'm in. So, but I'm just kind of curious how you're doing as his guest. I think... Um, if it's going well, I'm going to take the credit. If it's not going well, we're going to blame <laughs> Silo here. So. Can I have yeah. the best of both worlds? You can. No. <laughs> Amazingly difficult. No. <laughs> Who here is a guest of somebody else's? Glad you came? Yeah. Guys, when you bring people to things like this and they go well, it makes you look good, right? Be that connector. Be that person that brings people. Who here wishes they would have brought more people? <laughs> we don't have the room, but uh, you probably should have. Okay, so Allison, you want to come up here? Uh, we're going to give you guys some structured networking. We want to get you guys moving around some tables. Me and Allison are, are, going, to, are going to do some things here with you. Um, after this, there's going to be lunch. And um, for those of you who want to do the VIP lunch, uh, over the next couple days, it's an hour and a half each day, so it's lunch with me, it's lunch with some of, uh, some of my clients, we have some kind of cool people coming in there. Um, I have a whole kit, I have a whole Icon uh, home study course. It's a book, it's a workbook, there's audio, there's video, um, there's a, a ton of stuff you get. Um, we sell it online for about $1,000, sometimes we're at events, and we'll sell it for six or $700. I'm not selling that to you today. Am I selling anything to you today? No. I'm not selling you that course. But anybody who does the VIP lunch, I will throw that course in for free. Okay, so there's a course for you for free. So you guys are gonna be able to network now, then you're gonna be able to go to lunch for an hour and a half, you can network more, um, or you can come to lunch with me. Okay, so who here is considering coming to lunch with me? Because uh, I only have 15 spots. Okay, so there's, there's something that could come to lunch with me. Um, so lunch is, is today, tomorrow. So I'm going to give you a link, and they sent me this link. I'm gonna give you a link of where you can go if you want to 
purchase the VIP lunch. So you're getting lunch and me, and then as a, as a bonus, I'm going to give to you also some other goodies, our workbook, our home study course, stuff about writing a book, stuff about having your own magazine, stuff about getting featured on television, things like that. I bought some of this stuff with me here today. So for those of you who are interested in checking that out, I'm going to give you a link that you can go to for that. No drum roll? I don't, I don't see the leak in um, It's coming. No pressure. No pressure at all. We're just all here. Isabel, what's the link? The reason why I'm doing this now is because for those of you who are going to join me for lunch, I'm going to give you guys menus, and you're going to want to fill that out so we can have the food ready uh, uh, in advance. So people like Casey's going to be there, the Sewell's are going to be there, Ross is going to be there, a few of our other celebrity clients will be in there. So I want to give you access to, to come and do Q&A, but we've got to prep that now. So what is the link? The link for the VIP lunch is spiritsummit.com forward slash VIP lunch 218. That's the number 218. Eight. So people can't see me in the back. Yeah, so say that again. Spiritsummit.com. Spiritsummit.com forward slash VIP lunch 218. Oh my and, goodness. And there's a promo code. Whoever made that is in a lot of trouble. That's, a, that's like the longest thing in the entire world. We it usually have a board me. up here to put it up on. So we'll, we'll, need, we'll, need, to, we'll need to write this down. Um, and, the, and so then there's also a coupon code. <laughs> this wasn't the complicated enough. coupon code enough. is going to reduce the price. Okay, so we'll do it one more time. SpiritSummit.com forward slash. VIP lunch. VIP lunch. Hang on one second. 18. Hang on one second. VIP lunch. And then the number's 218. That's just to get you to the order form. We're going to find out who really wants this. <laughs> SpiritSummit.com. Yeah, we'll help you with that in a second too. SpiritSummit.com forward slash VIP lunch 218. I feel like we're launching a shuttle here or something like that. We've got so many sequence numbers here. That's going to take you to a web page that allows you to sign up for, for the lunch. I'll give it to you guys again a little later on here. Okay. And then on that, that page, I just got a, um, a text that someone signed up. You're, you're going to want the coupon code first because it's going to drastically reduce that price. <laughs> so whoever just signed up there, I just got a text like, oh, someone just ordered your VIP lunch. Okay. Then you're going to put in a code that will reduce that price to, what's the code? Spirit. Spirit. S-P-I-R-I-T. All, all lowercase. Okay. So instead of $6.97 for the lunch and the VIP, and there's a whole bunch of goodies and things like that listed on there, it's only $2.97 for two days, the meals, all that stuff, and you get the home study course and some other things I'll tell you about later on. So if you think you want to do that, and you're even just not sure, you can talk to Mike over there on the side. He can answer more questions to you. You can talk to Isabel here, who helps run the whole event over here. Someone else just says, Rich, I hope you guys are getting the, the coupon code there. If not, the money goes to a good cause. You know, if you did pay full price, just don't worry about it. The money went to a good cause. Um, look at all the good things we do. You can pay full price if you want to. But make sure you use the code SPIRIT, and it reduces the price for the two-day VIP and all the extras and giveaways from $6.97 to $2.97. So it's a $400 discount, so you probably, you probably want to do that. I do have a lot of kids I'm trying to send to college. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any last questions about that? Because I want to move on. I want to make sure you guys have that. 
So Mike can answer questions about it. Isabel can answer questions about it. If you do sign up or have questions about it, make sure you go over there and talk to them. And then I know uh, Ross and Case, some of you guys are going, make sure you go over there and you get a menu so you can tell us what you want for, for lunch. Can I ask for a so Yes. Two lunches plus the dinner tonight? Or the meeting tonight? So the dinner tonight, not is on your own. Yeah, not but after dinner, I'm going to do a special media training where I'm going to turn on the projector and I'm going to show you actual campaigns that we've done to put people on television. We're going to talk about Haro and we're going to talk about all, all these things about how to pitch the media, software that's available to you, how to get in contact with different reporters, how to just all that kind of stuff, right? Do it yourself PR, how to be your own publicist, how to influence the affluent. I'm going to show you step by step what I did to get on some of the television shows that I've done. Okay, uh, and when we've done PR for um, some uh, some nonprofits as well, and so we'll show you some of those types of things. You can learn from that. But what I've done is I've opened up to everybody. You don't have to buy anything to come to that. 8 p.m. here tonight. It could be two people. It could be 20 people. I'm giving the training, but I've opened it up to everybody. The lunch is today and tomorrow. 90 minutes more one-on-one -on -one with me and some of my celebrity guests. So you might want to meet and talk to someone like Ross. It might be really cool for you to get a picture and get to know someone like Casey Taylor where you're to get some one-on-one -on -one time. She's going to be in and out very quickly. Somebody like the Sewells over here. I want Dee Yeah, Dee Dee will be. I'm, I'm pretty sure Dee Dee will be in there. Um, she does have a call with... When are you coming up pretty quick? Yeah. You're done? Okay, cool. So anyways, some great, some great people will be in there. So yes, if you put in the code SPIRIT, that coupon code, it reduces it from $699, $297. And everything I just said, Isabel or them can help you with over there. But I just want to make sure you guys get a lot out of this. A lot of events you go and you just kind of sit there. As you can see, I'm, I'm really working to interact with you, involve with you, connect you. And that's why we also do some, some networking. And this is something that, quite honestly, I learned from CEO space. CEO space is probably one of the most on-purpose, specific places that you can go to network. I mean, they literally have cards that you just fill out. Everything that you would ever think of on there, right? What are those cards called again? See me cards. See me cards, like see me later. Yes, come see me later. I've got somebody for you, okay? So we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on. But um, I just want to make sure you guys are prepared because we are going to have lunch here in a little while after this networking session. So we're going to network here for a little while. You're not going to get a chance to talk to everyone. But we at least want to set up some of this, and then we'll go to lunch. Then you guys can talk to even more people. 